I just want to give you a bit of an insight into the AFL Enjoys team. We're a bunch of unique individuals, Matza, Svenda, and Dean. We're going to engage with our minds and our hearts. We're going to exchange ideas, thoughts, and even our energy. And to speak from your heart, you need to have courage. You need to be honest and authentic. We're not always going to get it right, and sometimes you're not going to agree with us. But that's okay, because just like you, we care. Just like you, we're passionate about the game. So if you want to come along for the ride, join us at the AFL Enjoys podcast, because we really enjoy the footy. Hello and welcome back to the AFL Enjoys podcast. The Baggers did it, baby. I can't believe it, man. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. The whole footy world was watching Carlton be relevant, which was cool. Very man. cool for the first time. Even even my wife was watching intently. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Well, wow. Siblings, people were messaging me that like I've never watched football before. Like, congratulations. I'm like, shit, this is cool. <laughs> mm. oh, I can't believe it, man. Like, a couple minutes left. I'm just, I'm like this. My body language is terrible. There's no like, there's no way I could have expected to win it because Melbourne have all the ascendancy. They're missing shots. They're missing shots. But all they need is one goal, and it's over. And like, no f- reasonable footy fan would be like, "All right, Carlton's got it from here." And so I'm just thinking, please pinch it, please steal it. Like that's that's the way to. Th- it's a steal if you win, and they have that one play where it's just perfection, perfection, perfection. Kick that goal, and after that, it just descended into chaos for the last minute. Uh, it was good, very you, good. You were messaging in the chat pretty actively, even though you were at the game, which I respected. Yeah. And then after that last goal went in, you messaged once, and then I haven't heard from you. <laughs> <laughs> it's been about two days <laughs> until you got here. So. Yeah, I was like venting. Like the people next to me were like geeing up, but they weren't like they weren't willing to talk to me. Like I was like, what? I was like, the guy next to me had a hook of a hand. <laughs> He, wow. had a, he had a hook as a hand. So I don't know what his backstory was. Maybe he was a fisherman or something, but I don't know. He, a fisherman of all things. He got eaten by right. a shark or something. I don't maybe, know. Maybe, maybe. So Did I was he have an sc- eye patch as well or no? No eye patch. I was a bit scared to high five that guy. The other ones around me, like British, and <laughs> I don't think they understood the game. They're like, in our game, the semi final is before the grand final. That, like, that, this makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. So, <laughs> what is a preliminary final? Yeah. What even is that? That's yeah. right. So I was like, uh, I'll just vent to the boys. I was texting my dad because I couldn't get tickets with anyone because they just sold out so quickly. Um, I was kind of sitting by myself even though I knew plenty of people at the game. And so I was texting everyone like, we're going to lose, stuff this shit. I can't believe it. There's no <laughs> way. And then, yeah, after they kicked that goal, I didn't even know who kicked it. I didn't know Akers kicked it because like, when Docker is running on, on the half forward line, kicks it up to the 50, everyone's standing up to kind of see what's happening. And you can't sit down in that moment. You can't just see Dockley streaming in for the final game of the play and just have your leg up going, oh, let's see what happens. That yeah, doesn't, nah. That's the, not the way it works. No, no. So everyone's up and about. I could hardly see who kicked it. It didn't even matter. It's like shit. Like from we've lost to when Akers marks it, we've marked it, we've kicked it, he almost missed it, but you couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. Only from the, from the actual watching it on the video, you could tell. Mm-hmm. At the game, it's just the sound so that we've kicked it. I completely look over to Mr. Hookhand to see how much his time is left over on the on the game. And it said like 56 seconds on the AFL app. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, everyone's losing their mind. I'm like, oh my God. And then um, I felt like we were going to win it from there. Let's be honest. There's no way they let that one go. No. As a contested team, they just trapped it in and they won a couple of one-on-one contests and uh, then Kennedy streamed in and took the time off the clock with the left foot. So, yeah. 
pretty crazy. Can I just say something about that winning goal that no one's really spoken about is McGovern, who had pushed forward. And Kemp as well. So, so um, Voss sent both of them forward. Yeah, and McGovern, crucially though, in the goal square, he's coming back with a flight. And if he's done something stupid there and made contact with the Melbourne defender front on, mm. he's giving away a blocking free. But he turned at the right time to pretend to mark it. Yeah. Absolutely perfect disguise. Hey, the man used to be a forward. Yeah, but true, how easily true. could that have been Acres marked it, but then there's a free the other way and you guys lose your minds yeah. and a free kick against, right? So, yeah, you're just, right. Um, perfect all around. I mean, Acres playing on, he probably knew there was maybe two minutes left or a minute left, but to play on in the goal square, risky. Um, oh, true, true. Risky. He could have soaked up some clock and got you guys ahead. Like, imagine the siren went right as he's kicking it. Like, that would have been controversial. Anyway. Mm. Um, oh, look, a lot. Yeah. He it, must have known. You'd have to think. I don't but, know, man. The, the guy hasn't made much of a mistake. In no. the finals, the guy's playing like he. I saw some meme on Facebook today, and it was like m- the way I'm going to build my house, and it's like a plan view. And it had like small bedroom, small bathroom, small kitchen, and then it had like a really big rectangle or like L shaped, and it's like shrine to Blake Acres. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he's he's become like a legend now for the blue because he last final he kicked the winning goal, he touched two of Sydney's um mm. goals on the on the boundary line. He won this one. He's running like a like a dog. Um, he 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 can't use his shoulder, so he's had. Like, I don't know what's wrong with his shoulder, but it's either popped out or dislocated, or he's playing with a messed up. He's playing with one arm. You see, he's running. He's just running with his one arm. He's still covering nearly the most ground out of any player. He's a freak. He's be, and now all the like the memes about him being a future third rounder. Like you you could have paid this year. You could have paid a first round pick for Acres and be satisfied. That's how good he's been. Mm. It's crazy. Value, value for that that trade. So unreal, man. Fun, yeah. I mean, look, yeah, we'll talk a bit more about Carlton, but Melbourne. Let's speak about them for a little while because in that third quarter, Carlton was horrendous. Like I've never seen a team try to throw away a final more than that quarter. They were turning it over with every kick, mm. playing on handballing for no reason, like mm. giving away, like get a fifty meter and then like instantly pass it off to yeah, the just you name it. Carlton did it that quarter, and I'm thinking to myself, geez, what's going on here? But still, they only lost the quarter by about a goal and a couple behinds. Last quarter starts, Carlton hits the lead, yeah, but this is when Melbourne just lost it for me. There was a stretch in time where they were up by seven points, yeah, and just proceed to kick five straight behinds. Yeah, it's crazy. A couple, like Gorney touched that one on the line, then you had Pickett missing, Gorn hit the post. Um, Fritz Mitz. Frischt Mitscht. (laughs) (laughs) Frischt Mitscht. Close enough. Um, And you're just thinking when you're watching it like, it's getting to that point now where Melbourne's losing the game, but still Carlton didn't look like winning it. No, so, they had no run, man. Yeah, it was like Carlton doesn't or can't seem to win it because Melbourne's defense was exceptional, yeah. but Melbourne just couldn't kill the game. So it was just in a state of flux for so long. Yeah. Um, and I said, um, I was sitting here, said to my wife, like Carlton's going to have one more chance, maybe if they're lucky. And like you said, it was perfect. So, um, but like the the crazy part is like. It was a turnover, so Viney kicks it on his wrong foot 10 metres to Wittering to intercept it. Wittering instantly passes it, like switches it into the middle to Hollands. Like he, he goes for the courageous kind of, there's no there's no other option, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, all or nothing, Hollands kick, first first final as a sub, comes on. It's pretty good kick to Doherty. Somehow Doherty does some matrix thing where him and McVeigh go for the same ball at the same time, but like McVeigh 
passes through him like a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> and McVie was very good as well. That was just he, he played a good game. That's probably like one of the few contests he, he lost, right? Yeah, yeah. Because if he if he didn't make it a contest and he just stood the mark. Doherty couldn't have played on, you know what I mean? It yeah. wouldn't have been such a quick, yes. you know, entry into the 50. But look, I think you've got to go for it if you're McVie in that moment. Like, how are you going to have that He must foresight? have. Yeah, obviously, he must have thought he could get it. But yeah. you're right. Because he overcommitted and went all out on the spoil, yeah. he it, left it open for Doherty to run and go deep in the 50 rather it, than it the It was just one. like the everything that... It, everything aligned for that one play. Yeah, yeah. Carlton just put it together for one play. It was fascinating. Mm. What do you make of the... And I don't agree with this yet, but what do you make of the people who say, oh, a couple dubious calls in that last quarter, like Carlton, um, the deliberate that wasn't paid, and then on the other end, Melbourne's been done for deliberate. Oh, killing, like, just yeah. go jump off a bridge. Mate. I don't, I don't agree off. with it. I, I haven't actually seen too many Melbourne fans complaining of it, to be honest. Mm. Um, like, this, is, this is... It's all neutral supporters that don't want Carlton to win. Yeah, exactly. Mm, like yeah. Carlton is going to get a lot of hate. No one wants him to be... Just like Collingwood, no one wants him to be successful. Like, mm. I get it. Mm. That's part of the... Carlton has so much support, mm. but part of the advantage... No, the disadvantage of having such, being such a big club is that everyone else hates you. It's yeah, yeah. part of it. I don't care. Yeah, no, you shouldn't. I watched the game again, and I don't... I don't think there was anything too crazy. Yeah. 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 Mm. Well, look. Well, the side one that went out, there was, again, like... 30 seconds later, a Melbourne player had the exact same touch and they didn't pay it deliberate. Mm. Mm. So they complain. Ooh, 30 seconds later, a Melbourne quiet, don't say anything. Go, just shut up. Yeah. yeah. Be yeah. self aware at least once in your life, man. Mm. Well, let's think. It's like those few decisions, right? They don't make up for the fact that Melbourne was what? It was a nine of. They, sorry, no, a nine, 17. That's yeah. it. Nine, 17 kicking. Oh. That, like. You can't blame a couple umpires. Umpire calls when your kicking is that bad. The game was know? simple. Melbourne, like Carlton, played. Carlton's super tough team. They played. They gave it. They left it all out there. They played as tough as they can. A lot of injury. Cripps got a couple of knocks. Doherty popped out his shoulder half time, strapped it up and got back out there and managed to mark the ball above his head. Right, Ake yeah. is playing like this with his shoulder two rounds in a row. Marks it above his head multiple times. Mm. Weedering coughs one in the throat. McGovern. Coughs one over the head. Walsh gets thrown into the fence. They, they played tough, right? But at the same time, Melbourne was tougher. They were strong. They classier. They should have won, but they mm. just couldn't put it away. They, it's only themselves to blame. There's no umpires. And mind you yeah. as well, they did a great job nullifying Kerno. Great job. I mean, we know how good Lever and May are as a combo. They yeah. had his number all game long. Yeah. Um, and still, there's a way to win, which is mm. yeah, testament to Carlton. But Melbourne really should have been about four goals up at three quarter time, and they weren't. Um, yeah. Pickett, for me, we've been saying for a while, like his form's been very indifferent. Um, but in that game, I mean, he's given away, um, he's reversed a free kick when yep. Smith's got a kick at goal in the first quarter. He's given away a few 50s. Yep. In a game where like territory and small margins, like he literally caused about two or three goals to go the other way, mm-hmm. um, either via missing or turning the ball over and giving away frees. Like, I think that just sums up Melbourne's mindset, even at times Petrarca, who we love, yeah, but mm. tried to take on a bit too much. Instead of giving the easy handball, he wanted the glory, trying to kick it from 50 off one step. You know, things like that were happening. And I'm just thinking to myself, yeah. these guys just don't have that same level of teamwork that mm. Carlton was willing to play with. Yeah, it's they're not like as the, connected. I don't know. Yeah. The, the no. trust isn't there. Like, if, and obviously, yeah, the trust isn't there compared to their winning the grand final, you know, no. win. So, and that's, that's all the difference. And you can hear it with the, like, there's a lack of belief in the list and, you know, and how it's shaping up week to week. You can just tell from the media, from them. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, look, very disappointing. That's the second year in a row now Melbourne's been swept from a top four position. So two years in a row, top four, not one final win. Yeah. That is embarrassing. It, it's bad. It's um, bad. Easy to sort of see them there again though next year. I mean, why wouldn't they? Yeah. Well, um, look, they'll obviously trade Brody Grundy and that's 600000 in the salary that's going to go. That frees up space to pick someone else up. I don't know if they're going to use all that cap, but they might get a second round pick. Who's the big names out there though that haven't nominated a team yet? That's Chole, if they needed a forward. They need a forward. Yeah. And like the thing is with Chole, he kicked 40 goals two seasons ago, but you know, if he can't break into the Gold Coast team right now, like, I don't know, mm-hmm. Casbolt took the role ahead of him, which probably shows that Casbolt is a better contested mark than Chole. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my guess. Like, I'm, I'm assuming it's for structure and it's for that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Can Chole be the – can he take a few contested marks? I know he can, we can, he can do a bit of ruck work, mm-hmm. which is kind of what they need next to, you know, with Gorn, you know. Um, they need that forward line ruck, you know. Tell you the, what. It would have hurt them as well to see the next night Jesse Hogan dominating. I know. Um, yeah. He hasn't played there for like what, like seven years or something? I know, but he was their chosen one at one point. He like, was, he was. A big key forward, mm-hmm. top pick that was actually good. Yeah. Anyway, well, I'm that was a long think, time ago. I don't know who they, could, who they could take to solve their forward. Like yeah. other than like a Harry Mackay, he's not going anywhere. But like yeah. unless you just take a massive name. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. It's going to be like Charles there and the other one, Burgess. Who I don't know if you guys remember, defender slash forward mm. for Gold Coast, another Gold Coast player, but he's he's led the VFL in in goal scored this year. Yeah. So that's another one off the top of my head who you would think are available considering Gold Coast are about to get another key forward in the draft. I, yeah, um, I think they're just going to trust Petty, who they threw forward at some points. Van yeah. Royen, he's a very good young player. They just got to develop like Joel Smith played pretty well he's athletic look as a body he's fine but I think Van Royen's the one for them mm. Um, mm. he needs to be fit obviously unlucky with the suspension but he's a second year player and his physique is just incredible mm-hmm. um, well Melksham's not going to be available next year and he he provided something for them yeah yeah um, Ben Brown's on their list but yeah I think he's done um, I don't know what yeah he's, he's washed yeah he's done and he um, gave him a few Tom McDonald I'm surprised he hasn't retired to be honest yeah mm. it's an interesting one man look like I said, I think they will be in and around the top four convo again next year, but it's a bit strange that they haven't managed to win a final um, yeah. in two years. But they just they don't have the the list to win the flag, obviously. Yeah, because you need you need all of your parts of your game to be spot on to win, mm-hmm. and they've got the backline and they've got the midfield. They just don't have the forward connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking, do they try to go for another gun midfielder? Let's say Bailey Smith is available, for example, right? And then a Ford Traka, a Traka more time forward. I don't mind it at all. You know what I mean? And just because he can, I don't know. I think Petrarca's the, so good in the midfield that you want him there. But at the same time, he could be a dusty type forward, I think. Yeah. Like, he can be, but in the big final, you probably just want him in the midfield again anyway. Like at this point of the year, you'll do mm. what you did already, which is throw Petrarca back in the guts when push comes to shove, in my opinion. Mm. So I'd the, like to see Petrarca in the forward line personally. He'd be fantastic, but you'd also love him from the middle. You know what I mean? Like, oh, of course. But if you can manage with Clary, Viney, I don't know. Like that, Bailey Smith is the first one that comes to mind because he hasn't been getting the midfield time mm. at um, the Bulldogs. But I think that would be a similar... I'm not going to say mistake because Smith is a great player, but mm. they've allocated all those funds to Grundy, failed. I think just actually they need to look at their list, say what they need and go for it specifically. Mm. Someone who plays the role and don't try shoehorn too much. That's my feeling anyway. 
Mm. Um, who's been their MVP this year, do you think? It has to be Petrarca, I think. Yeah. Oliver's been gone for half the season, so he's not going to poll in mm. Brownlow and in um, in their club best and fairest as well. Gorn hasn't been that dominant because it's kind of been a Grundy-Gorn mm. show. Uh, look, when Gorn has been the solo ruck, he's been immense. But, but he hasn't it, done it the whole year. No, so, he hasn't done he, it much. Yeah. Uh, but even then, when he was playing in the forward line, he was still able to, you know, he was selfless enough to take that role and made a little bit of an impact. But yeah, yeah. I think Petrarca is the obvious one. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Who would be number two? Probably is it Clary? Even on fourteen games, I think, like, I think I Steve May is always, I guess, out. You can throw him out there as a name for, yeah. for best and fairest. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't I can't really think of another standard. I mean, probably Viney's probably been all right. Fritch, obviously, solid player, but. Mm. You know, in the big game, he didn't really deliver the other night. Yeah. And we know he can deliver on big games, but it just, yeah, this year hasn't really, he's yeah, lost yeah. form at the important time of the year. So, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Um, yeah. Anything else we want to say about Carlton? I think surely Georgia has something um, to say. I'm sure he can come with something. Where do you yeah. go outlook to next week? So, do you think Mackay will be okay based on what you're hearing? Uh, yeah, I think Mackay. Mackay and um, Jack Martin will come back in. Yep. Mm. Who so gets dropped for them? Um, I think Kennedy might get dropped. I thought Kennedy was okay. Bit slow. I mean, he's not a he's not a forward. He's a midfielder, but mm. he's classy enough to kind of play a role mm. of the half forward line. Um, so I think maybe Kennedy goes out, and then it's what they do with Motlop. I think Motlop needs to play personally because mm. he's just he, he's classy. Mm. Um, Does do, he get moved to the sub? Maybe do they move him to the sub? I didn't mind Hollands as a sub, to be honest, because he just provides that run last quarter. Um, do they do dual rucks against Brisbane? Like, mm. De Conning was really good up forward. He impressed me, by the way. Yeah. He's he, looking he had really a good. real standout game. So, I, I don't know. Do I think Voss favours the, the dual rucks, but do you need a dual ruck against McInerney? I think you kind of do. McInerney is one of those, like, underrated ruckmen that will really mm. destroy you. If, um, mm. I don't. Yeah, I don't think Vossi would make such a massive structural yeah. change. I don't think he wants to. So, but both of those players have to come in. So it's maybe a Motlop or maybe someone like a David Cunningham probably hasn't had a massive two weeks. Mm. Does Jack Martin play the half forward Cunningham role and keep Motlop a little bit deeper, something like that? Mm. But yeah. I think Kennedy, unfortunately, is out. Even though I think he's a great player, he's. Mm. He, he's such a luxury kind of depth player because if George Hewitt gets injured, Kennedy comes straight in and plays the exact same role to the same standard. Mm. Um, but given his skill set is very specific to inside mid, um, he can't get a look in anywhere else. So mm. Yeah, because he's, he's a bit of a plotter. He's not that quick. He's not quick. Oh, he's okay. super tough, really good above his head, mm. um, penetrating kick, cl- classy kick. But yeah, he's an inside mid. That's what he is. Yeah. Yep. Mm. So... Um, Looking forward to Brisbane. Let's be honest, uh, it, it's not looking good. Like, there's no way you can be confident about going up against Brisbane. Yeah. They haven't lost a game at the Gabba all year. And you know what? To be a bit of a hater right now, so it was a lot of Carlton love, but the wins in the finals have been against Sydney by, what was it, three points? Or was it seven? Three points. Anyway, it was within remember. a goal, right? Yeah. So, it was six, six points. Six points, right? So, them who shouldn't have been in the finals. Mm. And then this last win was against Melbourne, who pissed it away. Mm. Nine, you know, nine goals, 17. Yeah. So, like, on paper, it should be Brisbane's comfortably, but it, they, should, like, they should win. They yeah. should win. Like but, you said, though, as well. Sorry, Matt. So, a mm. couple players who are 
battling through injuries like Akers, Doherty, uh, Mackay's coming back. How's he going to be? We'll see. Mm. And then Brisbane's obviously fresh and, and they're a powerhouse yeah. at the Gabba. Um, yeah. People are sort of saying, has Carlton run their race? You know, mm. won their grand final to even get there. I, I think that's a bit harsh. Yeah. Um, the thing is, it's it's finals. Like, you don't yeah. know. Like, it's... Remember um, Bulldogs a few years ago. You know, they just happened to find form at the right time, a little bit of luck, and they won, you know, they won the granny. So... It does feel, to be honest, it does feel like an element of destiny around this Carlton team at the moment. They've won 11 out of of 12 games, man. Mm. Mm. They've beaten Collingwood, they've beaten Port, they've beaten Melbourne twice. That's, you beat Melbourne twice, yeah, it's small margin, but it's no coincidence. Um, At the end of the day, yeah, we're not favourites and we shouldn't be, Mm. but man, if we won, oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. I got straight after, man. Right, the scenes, the scenes. (laughs) You saw the scenes after this weekend, like... 96,000 at the G. The biggest crowd I've ever been to. The noise was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Um, heavily dominated Carlton crowd, even though it was a Melbourne home game. We outnumbered them three to one at least. Melbourne, we talked about the supporters don't turn up. They don't turn up. No, Carlton, they don't. they don't. We wiped the floor with them. Our noise was triple. Like, there's no home ground advantage to Melbourne at all. Mm-hmm. Um, noise and it seesawed all game. Very combative crowd. Um, but like the elation after the game was crazy. Everyone stuck around. Like no one, you know how like the crowd drains after you, you sing the song and then they go, oh, time to go home. It didn't. Like everyone <laughs> stuck around. Everyone was hugging. Like the most friendly crowd in the world. Like you could go up to any Carlton supporter in that stadium and talk to them, ask them about their life, whatever. They'd, they'd give you the time. I'm going up to randoms and just like, like, hey bro, how you doing man? Great win, I can't believe we won that. See you in Brisbane, all that type of stuff. Everyone's <laughs> high-fiving the crowd. It was like, it was, uh, you know, and on Swan Street, everyone was going crazy, go blues. So, yeah, pretty pretty dramatic scenes. Um, it's pretty crazy. You need to enjoy it. First prelim yeah. since 2000. Yeah. You know, a lot of down years in between. Yeah, I mean, this is the best column team I've ever seen. Yeah, you've yeah, seen no, it. Yeah, it would be for sure. Me, for you sure. and I, yeah, both. Um, so, look, I, the other thing I don't get is like people like, Colin's going to get a reality check against Brisbane. It's like, bro, are you dumb? We're, we're, look where we've come from, mm. right? And we're battling out every game, heart and soul, trying our best and getting the wins. Mm. We're not saying we're winning the flag, bro. We're, we're up against an opponent and we beat everyone we've come up to. It has to run out eventually, or it doesn't. Mm. But mm. Brisbane is going to the Gabba and versus Brisbane is the hardest challenge in, them, in AFL at the moment. If mm. Collingwood had to do it, they'd lose as well. Mm. So... We'll give it a crack if we lose. It's no disappointment on Carlton's season. It's been exceptional. I did say last week, Brisbane's record there, fantastic. But it's still that mental hurdle, being the favourite against the team who has all the momentum. I don't put it past an upset in this case. I think Brisbane hasn't proven anything in the past few years. Um, Other than they're a good team, obviously. But to make it at the grand final level, they've still got a long way to go. It's going to be a high-pressure game for them, man. Everything's on them. Like you said, Carlton, if they lose... Great season, man. Yeah. Um, you know, Brisbane, if they lose, catastrophe again. Yeah, that's true. The, it is like for us now, we're just going to throw everything at them and it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You're right. For them, if they lose, it's a disaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tell you what, if we beat Brisbane, we're winning the flag. What? I don't care who we're up against in the grand final. <laughs> there is no way Carlton loses the grand final if they make it, given their run. It's not, it's not possible. <laughs> so this is our grand final this week against Brisbane. If we win, don't... Collingwood, don't even bother showing up. <laughs> don't even show up. He's bro. laid it out. <laughs> don't even show up. We've won. Um, all right. Speaking of Brisbane still, 
What are you most worried about though? Obviously, we know that they don't lose there and they're a great team, but specifically, where are you looking at it like, I don't know if we can topple this? All right, so against Collingwood, right, their slingshot team, Carlton beat them by just being too fierce and too strong around the ball, right? But the thing is, is Brisbane are pretty fierce and strong around the ball, but they have such an aggressive, quick attack that if they even out the contest, they'll just beat us. Carlton has to smash them out of the midfield. So I just think that Brisbane's too quick, too classy. The Gabba's a fast deck. Um, I just think there's going to be opportunities where they're just going to get a turnover and just pop it into forward line and no way our, our defenders will scramble and Charlie Cameron will dance around them. I just think uh, we can't afford to make any mistakes. Like, are they just going to kill us on turnover? They're, they're just going to take advantage of any dumb things that we do like look, look how many times we turned over the ball against melbourne they did it as well against us because it was just an arm wrestle type of game but i'm just worried about brisbane's efficiency and speed and i just i just feel like it's going to be one of those games where we try so hard so hard so hard so hard and we make one mistake and they go to the other end and kick it mm. it's just going to be one of those ones yep. so i mean uh, one goal is worth so much in a final and i think we're going to give away a couple just from just not being good enough so the willpower and the effort it's going to take to win those goals back has to come from just us dominating the midfield. Yeah. So unless Cripps plays like a god, Walsh plays like a god, Sherry plays like a god, and we just smash the midfield for some reason, I don't think we can win. Fair enough. So I guess Cripps, Walsh, Chera versus Neil. Dockery. Dunkley. Uh, sorry, Dunkley. <laughs> Dunkley and McCluggage. What a great yeah. battle it'll be, man. Yeah. Wow. Cripps has That's to it. Cripps has to really beat Dunkley, man. Well, I did read before actually that Jack Payne um, has a bit of a neck issue, might not play. If yeah. he doesn't play, it's huge. Well, mm. imagine Mackay's yeah. back. Yeah, Payne out. All of a sudden, mm. what's their other options other than Andrews? Of course, Who I do think they put they've there? got Gardner. Dust Gardner, but I don't think he's been... He, he can't go with Kerno, bro. No yeah, no. Nah, that's the only option other than that. And you'd probably... Yeah. If you're Brisbane, you would you want Payne on Kerno? And Andrew's yeah. on Mackay. Yeah. No, you want Payne on Kerno. He yeah. went to Kerno early in the season and he, he monstered him. Yeah, yeah. He's a super strong guy. But with Kerno, like what Melbourne... Because Carlton didn't have any aerial threats other than Kerno, mm. like Lever was on Fogarty. And Lever knows that Fogarty ain't marking the ball. So yeah. he just goes to Kerno. So Kerno is never allowed to jump at the ball. And so, mm. unlike, like, Kerner as an athletic forward, no defender can go with him if he runs and jumps at the ball. Mm. So, you've got to mm. stop him. And May always had him in a gridlock and then out-muscled him. So, um, Carlton needs to put speed on the ball and let Kerner jump at it. But if Payne's really, really strong and can kind of can, uh, stop him, then that'll affect it. If it's Gardner, he'll just run rings around him. Mm. So, that is an advantage if it happens. But we'll need everything we can get. It's going to be exciting. Is it Friday night? Saturday. Saturday night, okay. Let's go tips, seeing as they were talking about it. And let's go margin as well, not just tip. I like that. I like that idea. Matza, do you want to start us off? Yeah. Uh, Brisbane by 35. I think Brisbane by 19. I'm, I feel harsh going higher than Matza, but then lower just seems like, do I really think that? Yeah. That's, uh. I think you're around the mark, Matza. I might go, I'll go Brisbane by 30. Some, something mm. like that. About a goal or so a quarter. I think that's not an embarrassing result for Carlton. No, no, no it's not. How much did they beat Port by? Yeah, exactly right. Mm, yeah, I think no, you'll put in a better showing about Port. Speaking of which, yeah, let's well. transition to that. Let's have a bit of fun. <laughs> Here we go. I'd just like to remind everyone, a few weeks ago, before the finals officially started, mm. my prediction of Port Adelaide's final series. 
you're not going to be Brisbane. And that was not a hate thing. That was just Brisbane, just, Brisbane at the yeah, Gabba. That, that was an a, easy tip, right? Yeah. But then I said, St. Kilda or GWS, whoever won that, stubborn, defensive-minded team are going to beat Port in Adelaide. And I am so happy that I was right. Not only for North's personal gain, we'll talk about that briefly, but Port just shut the bed. Um, man, George... Tell me what you were thinking watching that game because from my point of view, it was close in the beginning and then the Giants just like kicked the goal, kicked another one, they running just, rings around they, them. They ran rings around. They yeah. destroyed them, man. It's one of the most kind of complete midfield battles, uh, midfield dominance I've ever seen, especially in a final. Like the amount of broken tackles, the amount of space that they created. Callum Ward was like dodging. Dude, he went back the clock. He couldn't be tackled. Canigula couldn't be tackled. Tom Green couldn't be tackled. Whitfield couldn't be tackled. Whitfield weighs less than me, man. Kelly. <laughs> Kelly was excellent. Yeah, they they just destroyed them. And the thing is, is in the end of the second quarter, they kicked six straight behinds. Mm. Like set shot behinds. Like get it, like I'm going to take my time, collect my thoughts and kick it and miss. Mm. It should have been 50 points plus halftime. Mm. It yep. just, it's crazy to say that they won the midfield battle because that's Port's biggest strength in my but, eyes. But they destroyed the like men. Butters, Rosie, you know, um, Sook, um, Drew. Like, <laughs> yeah, so, like <laughs> they were plus 16. I'm pretty sure they were plus 16 clearances to half time. Man, look at 16. GWS yeah, 16 look, to half time. Look at that scoreworm or whatever they call it. <laughs> that's that. looking really. That's just zhrink. Yeah. It's just close yeah. and then yeah. like Port fell off a cliff. Yeah. Um, it's so funny because like you watch the Carlton Melbourne game, it's so gridlocked, so tight, so contested the whole game. There's so much space in this in this GWS game. Like there's people just kicking it and like people are running and there's free flowing and there's 15 meters between each player. Completely yeah. different type of game style. But I don't think Port just wanted to defend at all. It was one of the most complete like crowd silencing wins I've seen in the finals yeah. in years. It like, didn't it didn't it felt like a round three, not a final. It just was so irrelevant yeah. of, a, of an atmosphere. The Port fans, like, yeah, the atmosphere was completely sapped because not only were they just losing or, you know, going on the short end of the stick at various moments, but proper domination from the Giants mm. um, to the point where Port couldn't cheer anything. There was nothing to cheer. They couldn't get near them, couldn't tackle them. Um, GWS just, you know, picking targets for fun. It was actually just an incredible watch. Um, Hogan, who we touched on earlier, domination in the air. Like, earlier, earlier, no answer. Any other defender, no answer. Mm. Toby Green doing his thing. Daniels popping up. They just had so much space in the forward line, man. Oh, it's crazy, mm. man. Yeah, yeah. we're well, looking at that goal, the, the Canelio goal mm. from about 40. No one anywhere near him. That's just, you know, that's that's spread from the midfield. That's, yeah. Absolutely mm. unreal. Class from The defense who Mats are praised as best in the league. Shut down the port. Mm. It, it's funny though because this, I feel like as soon as I said that, I started seeing it always on the broadcast. Oh, this defense, this defense. I'm like, right, I, I know copying some, you, man. I know something at least. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but in regards to port, right? Thirteen wins in a season <laughs> in a row. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, in a row. Apologies. Yeah, oh thirteen wins in a row, and then you go into finals and you weren't even in either of those games. It's Neither. Crazy. It's disgusting. They but, honestly, they they did like apart from what the the start of the of this game that was you know goal for goal, they weren't in either of those games. Yeah, but why? Like, because I, I don't actually know why. Based on what I saw, because their attack 
was just relying on Rioli to do some magic. Dixon, mm. out of form, out of fitness. Yeah. Uh, Marshall, he's not good enough to carry you, let's be honest. Lord no. played well last week, respect, mm. but what's he going to do? Ultimately, their attack is just relying on moments of absolute brilliance, which just were not there because the Giants' defense was great. Around the ball, like we praised Butters all year, and he was he was okay. Um, we praise Rosie all year. We say Horn Francis is this prodigious talent, but they were just outworked completely. Like it was like a bunch of kids playing a bunch of men in the midfield, mm, which it kind of is. Yeah, think about and maybe it. that's like, all it is. Like, maybe it was just like a, legit. Like maybe, those, those yeah. guys are all super young. Like what is what's Rosie and Butters? They're both like 21, 22. Probably 22, 23. Yeah, yeah. and then Horn Francis would be 19, 20. Yeah. Yeah. And just, if that's all it is, then fair enough. But, um, mm. you know, and their defense, they're going to get Radagalia supposedly, uh, Zerk Thatcher as well as pick them. So you'd yeah. think it would improve, but they were just destroyed. Mm. Um, but, you know, in saying that, like Radagalia's had a good season. Like he's one of the big improvers in my eyes, but in saying that, like, is he? He's not a proven full back that you're looking for. It I wouldn't have think. changed what happened tonight. No, no. And Zerk Thatcher, he's only good if Asava is playing on the first forward, because mm. Zerk Thatcher cops so many goals. I think he's copped the most goals from a direct opponent in the year mm. as a key defender. So, you know, like, interesting that they're getting those two guys relatively unproven. And their ruckman that might come in, Jordan Sweet, who's also um, uh, nominated them, again, un- unproven. So is that going to improve the list that much? I don't know. I don't know. It's an interesting point. Mm. Um, also, look, I was going to say, sorry to interrupt. No, no, go I'm on. also requesting a trade to Port Adelaide <laughs> since it's in fashion. <laughs> um, you know, I, what, But what hole are you going to plug? Uh, anyone that they need. It's man. the like, go-home I'm, I'm, factor. I'm, we knew it would happen I'm, eventually. Yeah, like, look, I am a bit of a utility, <laughs> you know, bit of a key forward at some points, you know, back pocket, oh, um, rover. Is key forward and back pocket. Key forward, back pocket, <laughs> rover. First one, first one of all time. I'll tell you what, um, man. Can we... <laughs> you could probably fill in the gap because like, Pal Pepper in the forward line, great player. <laughs> Ken Hinckley, master stroke. We need more toughness around the ball. Let's play Pal Pepper in the midfield. Yeah. Last quarter, he had seven touches. <laughs> <laughs> for the game yeah oh man <laughs> master stroke from Ken oh, oh, well man. done mate so he's one shot he's one ace he's oh, pal pepper in different we need more grunt in the midfield let's put him in the midfield for a bit more grunt how'd that work out mate yeah, yeah nice one yeah um, look and, you know I think we've got to one you got to one back the clock of your some of your previous statements on the pod real yeah. people real real fans of the pod will know Dean's thoughts yeah look um I said a long time ago, like actually precisely the week that Wardlaw debuted, mm. I had forgiven Port, forgiven Juan Francis. Like it worked out so well for North. We got yeah. um, she's or Wardlaw pick 14 now. Thank you for getting out of the finals early. That's um, but I just want to come out and officially say I was lying all along. <laughs> I still hate Port. <laughs> Far out, man. Uh, all right. Look. Ultimately, I just take personal offense to what happened last year. I'm not going to get over it. I enjoyed yeah. them losing very, oh, yeah. very much. Oh, yeah. Um, it's karma. It's, it's, it's karma. You know what? It's moved on beyond like a Horn Francis thing, to be honest. Yeah. Like he's just part of the problem for me. Mm. Um, they're just such a, you know, like they're such villains right now. Yeah. Like Koshi, I don't want to hear that dude talk. What's it called? The Horn Francis thing, you know, grooming a first year player to get him out of the club, out of a club who needed, you yeah. know, talent. There's that. And then Zach Butters, you know, shoot off the girl. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they just want to be villains Hinkley right now. just fake good coach. Yeah, fake good coach. He's won the same... He has the same amount of finals victories as Kingsley, bro. <laughs> and Kingsley's been a coach for what? Like three months? That's like, so funny. Come on, man. That's wild. Wait, so how long did he get a contract extension for? 
too, probably too long. Yeah, probably like three, four years. I don't know. And that's the funny thing, right? So they win 13 in a row. Don't give them the new contract. Let them focus. They're in the zone. You know, don't distract them. As soon as he signs that shit, <laughs> look what happened. We um, went to we went to Greece and they Carlton beat their their winning streak. Like mm. they ended their winning streak that week. Mm. And since then they haven't been very good. But I haven't watched a lot of them because we've been away. I don't know why they've turned to shit. Like I, I haven't been able to. Put Neither it do I, to be honest. But what I will say honestly is. They've clearly peaked too early. Mm. Hinkley wants to blame their injuries. We were just talking about Carlton's heroic performances with injuries. Every team's got them this time of the year, man. Um, you know, Darcy Moore coming back early for the Pies. Dacos is coming back probably a bit too early uh, this week. Every team's dealing with something, man. I just don't accept that. But what injuries did they have? I don't even... I think Dixon's the big one. They've rushed him mm. back. Okay. But that doesn't... Matter, Michael, we didn't even have things. one of our key forwards playing, or Jack Martin. Mm. It's no excuse, but that's no. it's kind of sad that that's where he's going. It's mm. not the right. It's not what you want to hear from a coach if you're a Port Adelaide fan. No, not at mm. all. You no. don't want to hear that. You bullshit. want accountability. Yeah, you don't want bullshit excuses. Oh, we're yeah. a bit, we're a bit tired. No, mm. and you know what's really weird is that one of their game changers, Finlayson, wasn't even in the team. Like that, exactly. That's that's another weird one. Like, is that like poor coach's decisions? Like, that was apparently he's, his wife is unwell. Um, ah, I'll, so he's not, I'll take that back. Take that back. Yeah, but the fact of the matter is, okay, like he is a game changer, right? But mm. again, the game wasn't lost because they couldn't kick goals. They couldn't mm. get the ball. Like, mm. yeah, that's mm. that's the big problem. They didn't have enough desire. Just everything was wrong. Mm. Um, yeah, look, swept. There's, it's shocking how it's happened with two top four teams. And ironically, the third and fourth teams. Interesting mm. how the top four kind of is really just the top two that matters. Yeah, That's true. Like the home final. Well, it's crazy. Look at like we've talked about how crazy Carlton's turnaround is, but the Giants is just as crazy. In fact, in fact, maybe it's even more impressive because mm. they've had to play so far from home with no crowd. When Carlton Carlton was fifteenth in round fifteen, and the Giants were fourteenth, mm. and now we're both in a prelim, who and have beaten. The two teams that were third and fourth. And it is interesting, man. And the only slight difference I would say is at the time, what you're saying there, we were kind of saying, what are GWS though? Like we kind of still think they're good. Whereas at the time, we were convinced Carlton was just gone. Mm. But GWS were all like, you know what? These guys are good though. Like why aren't they Mm. winning? Why are they so low? They lost to West Coast. Yeah. like That's crazy. Now they're in a prelim. That's crazy, man. It's just wild. They've turned around. Obviously, the consistency. They've just got the right balance, man. Like, Whitfield's back to his best. Kelly's fit. All their best players are playing good. And they're all just in the right position, man. Like, there's no stuffing around. Sort of like what the Bulldogs should be doing, in my opinion, is just play the best players where they're good. But, but don't that doesn't it feel like an obvious thing where if they changed their coach, found the right system, the Bulldogs would instantly be like a super team? There's it does scope. feel like that, right? They've got enough talent. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. You know what though? This GWS team is more talented than Docs though. Yeah, and to think that they... Around were, the ground, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And to think that they had multiple clubs poaching for players as mm-hmm. well. Like you look at um, Taranto and Hopper last year and, you know, Trelaw in previous years, you know, mm-hmm. that was ages ago now. But still, even though losing two... I would say inside mids who can walk into most teams in Hopper mm-hmm. and Taranto, they still had enough. Yeah. Still had enough, um, you know, options like you know Tom Green is in there and he's elevated his game again. Mm. Oh, man, what a list! What a team! Let's look forward because I'm just going to say something now. I'm putting it out there. Do it, man. I think they're going to win this week. It's not. It's not that crazy. They're, they're pretty tough team. I've been thinking about it, and Collingwood fans as well that I've spoken to anyway mm. haven't been entirely convinced by the last month of their football. They're not informed. They've had a few injuries. Let alone, uh, now you're coming up against a team who's the opposite, fit, 
firing like mentality mm. monsters. Like you yeah. said, they're playing anywhere. They've just got this group mentality now, which seems like almost too hard to break, even for Collingwood. Yeah. Um, they're good on every line. I think they can match up with Collingwood's mm. forwards. Yeah. They can do it any time, any place. I, I like, genuinely think GWS can beat Collingwood. It's just crazy to think because Collingwood has been a clear best team all year, clear for a 72-point mm. year. Mm. But I don't know. I've just got this feeling like the Giants just will be in the game the whole way through and of course they can win it. They've got Toby Green up there. Hogan's in great form. Riccardi's great form. Mm. So what's your tip then? I'm going Giants by one point. <laughs> I'm also going Giants. Oh, shit. Uh, but it's more so like I generally think they can win but I just kind of want them to win. I think in reality it's like a 65 Collingwood, a 65% chance Collingwood wins. I think so I say 65 point win from Collingwood. I'm no, like, jeez, no. man. So I think that, <laughs> we're yeah, just sitting and sitting here riding GWS all this time and we no, just, you no. know, we're just going to be like, nah. No, not like no. that. So, I mean, I, I still would put the favorite in Collingwood. They will go in as favorites, but I really think GWS can win. I want to win, so I'll tip them as well. Yeah, I'm going to go Collingwood by 15 because I've got to do something different. No, fair enough. Gonna... That's probably I'll, the more likely outcome to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, but mine's if, a very safe tip. But if they, if if GWS play tough, they have a transition game just like Collingwood. They have skillful players just like Collingwood. Mm. I mean, if anything, they've got a more functional forward line at the moment. They've got the smalls just like Collingwood has it. And their defense, as we've said, is, is, should be okay with... They actually... It's, it's going to be very... Fr- Potentially a very free-flowing, high-scoring game. Mm. But can they keep with them? I don't see why not. Mm. The advantage that Collingwood has is um, they have won a lot of close games, but so has the Giants. But the main advantage is the fact that they're going to have 90,000 fans. Yeah, let's not forget that's a that. Lot of, that's a lot of noise, man. That's a lot of noise. Mm. Do I just change it? I'll go Collingwood by a point. I'll, I'll switch Bro, it. You can't change your phone. I'm going to switch it. You know what? I didn't even think about that. We know Giants can win anyway, but come on. The Collingwood crowd is going to be... It's going to be 90,000 to 5,000. I think it'll be Collingwood by hey, 5,000 is probably generous as well, man. Let's be honest. 5,000 is probably... like It's going to be so one-sided, it's actually criminal. But um, I've experienced it with the Carlton Sydney. It was like that, but it'd be even worse. Um, I'll take it back. One point Collingwood. I, <laughs> Just I'm, for that reason alone, though. Well, I, I'm tipping GWS, but I did say I think Collingwood's more likely to win. Mm, yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think the crowd's the major factor. Because mm. in terms of game style matchups, I feel like they can cover them. I will say, though, I would love, I think we all would agree, Carlton Collingwood grand final. Just putting it out there, obviously, we're Victorians. Mm. It'll be the best vibe in the state. Oh, it'll, be that mental. it'll be yeah. mental. Mm. It'll be absolutely mental. And then the winner will have the the... The, you know, I don't know what the word is, but like the the stick on them for forever. Mm-hmm. Like you can't if Carlton beats Colin in the grand final, no Colin fan can talk shit to him ever again. Mm-hmm. Like that's just the be gone thought type of shit. Like it's <laughs> it be, but it also goes the other way around. So it's very high risk, high reward. Yeah. Wait, can, I, can I just rewind for a sec? Because I stopped listening for a sec. But um, <laughs> did, did you say that you want to see Carlton and Collingwood in the final? Then? I would love to, yeah. Okay, interesting. I don't know. Me personally, I don't want either of them to win the final. Like, sh- Sorry to be a hater. But but like, if if G- if it's GWS versus Brisbane in the final, I could possibly get a grand final ticket. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, because I, I, I've never been to a grand final before. Here's my chance, you know? You know I, I can wear it. I could bring an orange T-shirt. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know. See, for me though. Pseudo GWS fan, you know? As a North fan, though, like we've won four premierships, yeah. Yeah. If Collingwood or Carlton won their, what, 17th? Are they both on 16 at the moment? No, Collingwood's 15. 15 versus 16. Yeah. Yeah, all right. If they win their 16th and Carlton wins their 17th, 
it doesn't affect me whatsoever. Like Collingwood fans still talk shit, Carlton fans still talk yeah, shit. Yeah, and like especially like it's not going to change. Yeah. It doesn't change for North fans, but it does for Carlton because Carlton will go clear top, mm. and Collingwood will go equal to. Does Carlton. Does that really matter though when half the premierships were in like nineteen forty? Definitely like, does. This shit, bro? No, because Collingwood, um, Essendon, and Carlton are comparable. Because they've been around for so long. It's a plastic argument for me. Like, it's all about the here and now. Who cares, like, what happened 70 years ago? Yeah, I kind of agree. I kind of agree. I don't know. It's like, like, like that's a club that's not that old saying that shit. We're pretty old. Yeah. How old? Early 1900s, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, we just just didn't win for years, bro. Our first one was in 75. But at least we won a few since then. Our players were fighting in the war. We got in 1800. Our team was away at war. What are you That's guys doing? Oh, you prioritise premierships. World War One, World War Two. No, no, you guys kept winning premierships. Finish in the forties. Yeah, no, nah, <laughs> conscription didn't happen for <laughs> your boys. Thirty years, you're all dead. So and you then thirty the years. <laughs> and then we won a few flags in the seventies and eighties. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it, man. That, that's how simple you can make history. Some war, some depression, some kids. Won, won a few flags. Yeah, 40, that's yeah. it. <laughs> mm. um, anyway, I've lost my thought after that. Now look. I don't care. I just want the vibe in Victoria, Collingwood, Collingwood Carlton. Fair it enough. It would be crazy, but enough. you talk about it doesn't really matter which, what number your, premiership, your premierships. There is one premiership that matters the most. That's the first. And that would be GWS. True. I'll look. Mm. I'll Imagine being the first, ever team, the first ever team to win yeah. a premiership. No matter what though. Like the first ever GWS team to win a premiership. Yeah. No matter what happens, just please be a watchable grand final because if we get some rubbish like last year, mm. two years in a row, I'll just claw my eyes out. But do you think that GWS Brisbane will be watchable? No. What? Probably. Yeah, I think not? they're the most fun teams in the league. Yeah, atmosphere-wise, they'll be crap. Exactly. That's why I want to Compare that to a Collingwood Carlton close last quarter. Oh, yeah. it'd be insane. Come on, man. That's not even remotely the same crazy. thing. Well, we it'd got it last year in the last round and that was... Regular season. That was mental. That wasn't game. even finals. Yeah. yeah. It's so, still, it was effect- like 90,000, effectively the same shit, right? Mm-hmm. But when it's actually a final and it's a replay of that game, that's like legendary stuff. Exactly right. Mm. Oh, it's exciting, man. Brisbane just have to do their part and uh, fold. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I just thought of something on the spot, right? Yeah. Early in this year, I talked about a strategy to beat Brisbane. So when if Brisbane's winning at the Gabba, just cut the lights. Oh yeah, you did bro, say that, bro. That's what Carlton needs to do. Just if they cut lose, the cut the lights at the Gabba. Ride get the back. axe. Get the axe and get the, the axe, axe and cut the. I cut swear, the if Brisbane's winning and then the lights go the out bro. and Carlton wins, <laughs> you're getting arrested, bro. bro. <laughs> getting arrested. For Illuminati account. Don't track this IP address. FBI coming. <laughs> That's wild. Someone's coming for you, man. How funny would that be? It's like, oh, we need a reset. What do we do? You know what to do, boys. If Carlton, if there's one team that has the assets to do it, oh yeah, it's Carlton. I'll be curious to see how many Carlton fans get tickets though, as well, because Collingwood. Mm. I remember when they were at the Gabba, they had decent numbers. Look, I think there'll be good numbers because yeah. there's decent support in Brisbane anyway. Mm. But uh, this is like this hasn't happened for such a long time. A lot of people will go if mm. they can afford the two thousand dollar plane mm. ticket out to Brisbane. Yeah, that's. A, I was going to ask you, what's your plans? Where are you watching? Um, I think Icon Park might have a hosting, so that might be interesting, or like a local pub. Okay, anywhere, anywhere where there's people. Mm. Yeah, you so need that to be if, around. if if for some reason, by some miracle, we win, there's got to be boys around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that you can like just grind each other t- to the night ends <laughs> I mean what interesting choice of words you know jump on each other be happy that's what hey, I mean no, that's no, it, not that there's anything wrong with that but um, <laughs> you know 
<laughs> oh, and one more thing. Because that was weird. I'm going to move on from that. <laughs> the con is in the air. <laughs> Robbie Williams, bro. That's uh, interesting. That's no, what a cheer. It's odd. It's odd, but it's cool. He he even like posted in his story like an article from mid-year where Carlton was playing bad, which means he's followed the whole season. He's a proper right. supporter. Right, oh, Caltum wow. is losing his mind as we speak, talking <laughs> about Robbie Williams on the pod. Anyway, oh, man. Uh, crazy. Uh, just general AFL news. Any anything that's caught your eye? In oh, the news? there's there's one very big one, and we we're talking about, and we got a bit silly last week with our Mount Rushmore segment. The genuine person who's on Mount Rushmore, Rush, Rushmore, maybe four times, is Ron Barassi. Yeah, true. And yeah. like that's the that's a genuine Mount Rushmore type guy. Passed away. Apparently, he passed away peacefully, which is great to hear, you know, with his family around him. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, that's that's a legend of the game gone. That's the first, like, it, it actually unites us as fans as well because he was a Carlton Premiership winner, I believe so. Coach. Pre- player coach. Was he player coach? Player coach. Yeah. And also, he was the first coach to coach North Melbourne, our team, to a premiership as well. And, so, and legend of the game. And won like six premierships with Melbourne. So it's interesting that he passed away after the Carlton Melbourne game where he had such a big mm. influence in both teams. Mm. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that's, that's yeah, definitely worth a mention. Um, yeah. Otherwise. Yeah. Like we yeah. touched on a few trade requests. So Zerk Thatcher, Radigalia, mm. um, our boy Dill Stevens. Dylan Stevens. Yeah. yeah. Forget that Bloods culture. It's all about the North Shimbona culture. But did he say North or he just said trade? It's heavily, heavily yeah. assumed. I yeah. think he's a bit worried to say North, just yeah. in case. Just the, the in case a better team comes along. <laughs> yeah, it's you know what? It's weird because all, oh, Carlton are. <laughs> there was like three tweets that like popped up at the same time. One of them said um, North um, are, are interested. The other one said he's requested a trade to North, mm. and the other one was North will push. They were just all worded differently, but it's very much it'll be North. It'll yeah. Be north. Uh, it'll just be interesting how we make it happen, but I'm sure we'll have like we've got a couple second rounders or maybe a third rounder or something that can probably mm. get it done. Um, we'll figure it out. Yeah, no, that was. It won't be a third rounder. It was a pick yeah. five or pick five. Yeah, future second. Yeah, it's four years ago, man. Yeah, you got to go on current value. It, mm. And it's he's like out of comp- Seed, and what are you trading for him now? Yeah. He's oh, he got five. delisted. Exactly. Yeah, true. So and it doesn't matter. That's mental. Yeah, and you know what? He's. I was gonna say he's out of contract as well, so we can just walk him to the preseason. Yeah, yeah, we'll get preseason draft. Yeah, he's gonna come to North. Um, like, I don't think West Coast would pick him. You know, I don't think West Coast would go pick a uh, Adelaide slash Melbourne boy. You know what I mean? Because I think he was. He was born in Adelaide, but he grew up in Melbourne. Yeah, but There's a weird mix there, but yeah. they're not going to pick him up. They don't do, yeah. That's The AFL's yeah. like unwritten rules sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Harry Sheasel, best and fairest for North Melbourne last night yes, as well. Yes, yes. That uh, caps off one of the all-time first year. of mm. fir- yeah, first All-time first years. Like that's unbelievable. I was saying like, a few weeks ago, like if he doesn't improve at all, he's going to go down as a North legend. And he will yeah. improve, obviously. Yeah. yeah. He had 600 disposals this year. Yeah. Six hundred. Wow! Like the the interesting thing with him is like, does he stay in at, at the half back line, or does he move forward, or does he move in the guts? You need the ball like, in his hands, man. He'll he'll mm. go wherever we need the ball. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think so as well. Um, crazy player. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else? Just on North, heaps of coaches leaving. Rats yeah. gone. Um, Josh Gibson, part time coach gone. Mm. I think Boomer Harvey's moving to a different Boomer's role. Moving. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Blakey development coach gone. Blakey gone. Yeah. It's going to be a whole new stuff, which yeah. is exciting, I guess. Yeah, I'd say I'd say it is pretty exciting. Like, yeah. 
Here's here's an interesting thing. We're, we're going to be talking about North. No, more, just briefly, just briefly. Like Sorry. Damian Barrett was saying saying something along the lines of Ugh. you know that flog. He was saying you know something about oh North don't deserve assistance because they got to fix stuff within their club. And if that's the case, then sacking all these coaches is a step in the right direction according to his, mm. you know, his books. So we'd assume that he knows a bit more than us, and maybe there is some problems in the staff yeah. er, staffing Look. area. But you know, hopefully it's being rectified. If that exists, yeah. I don't know. Look, like, you, your administration department has to be on point for mm-hmm. your on-field performance mm-hmm. to be good. That's a, that's a must. The yeah. only thing is we don't know what's that state any clubs mm-hmm. like coaching staff is in. We yeah. never have a reading. We'll never be able to know unless an ex-player comes out and says they were shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> you just hope that your, your club's being run properly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But exactly usually that. you can know from the on-field performance. Yeah. And look, guys like Damian Barrett, just quickly – and this goes, it extends pretty widely in the media. Like yeah. all year long, all I hear is look at North, look at West Coast, uncompetitive. This isn't good for the AFL. Like obviously we can talk all day about how we got there mm. or we can try to do something about it. And then mm. they're complaining about potential support of some kind. Like just get stuffed. Yeah, no, I agree. You can't it's, have it both ways, man. It's rubbish. It's rubbish. Um, it's just it's just a constant beating down of, of yeah, the bottom it's, teams. It's the next and thing. it's easier to do. It's not even that. It's, it's, a, it's a constant... Uh, whatever is the flavor of the week thing to say to get the views and then switch it whenever it's relevant. Exactly. It's True. not just about Bond teams. It's about something bad happens. Like let's say Brisbane. Brisbane's had a great year. Let's say they lose to Carlton. Mm. What's the news going to be on Monday morning? Oh, Brisbane right. wasted the opportunity. It's another failure of this club. Is mm. Chris Fagan the man? Exactly. And they've had a brilliant season. Yeah. Mm. You know, so it's just the way it is. And things take time, man. I mean, look at the teams now that are left. Um, mm. Giants, obviously, a, a newish team still. Mm. Um, Carlton down for so long. Yeah, heaps Bris- of change needed. Say, Brisbane was one of Brisbane. the last teams who got a priority pick, uh, bef- not including Gold Coast. Horrendous for years. Mm. Now they're good. Like it, we're down now. It's fine. You know, it, it goes and comes. But anyway, what else? Yeah, anything else? Anything else? Yeah. You guys want to talk about? I was about? gonna say, like, this is very early, but who do you reckon of all these teams? If any team was to win, who gets the Norm Smith? All right, we'll go through each one. Yeah, Carlton so, first. Uh, look, I think it'd be Walsh. And the reason is, is Walsh never really has a bad game, right? So let's say it's an even contest and the guys had 35 possessions. No one's going to begrudge you for picking him. Mm. Um, but I think it's either like if Kerno has a really big game, he could win it or just a midfielder, I th- or, a, a Cripps, a Chera, a, a Walsh. If Carlton mm. wins, they'll find a way to give it to Cripps. I'm sure of it. Do, look, yeah, true, true. If, if Carlton wins, they'll need Cripps to have a big game anyway. So mm. it, it's one of those ones you wouldn't be surprised. I'd, I'd prefer Cripps to win it because then if he goes down as a legend, you, Premiership captain, Brownlow medalist, North Smith Miller, done. What about, aside from saying the obvious like, star players, who would be like the smoky, just plays out of your skin like an Isaac Smith or something? Blake Akers. Yeah, Akers, yeah. Is, he's, he's got that dog in him, man. He, who knows what he's he got do. that dog in him. I think like... Defends like, one through five as well. That's, <laughs> man. Look, oh, Akers bro. can do anything at the moment. So Bill, sure, Bill. George has no idea what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Defends one through five. He has no idea. But. No, I've got no idea. <laughs> no, it's, it's basketball thing. Okay. But anyway. I've no idea. Uh, someone like Assad. <laughs> someone like Assad could win it. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, fair enough. Weedering. That, that wolf's getting louder, by the way, by the way. Yeah, when yeah. They're, just, they're that sick of it, they just give him the reward. Mm. Um, yeah, so GWS, uh, there's only there's an obvious answer there. Yeah. Clear one's Toby, obviously. Absolutely. Who's the smoky pick? The smoky I find that a bit more pick. fun to talk about. Well, like not Kelly, not Green, not not Cogs. Cogs. Like basically, no, would, do you like, count Whitfield? 
in that? Is that is Whitfield also obvious? I would I would say that's an acceptable answer for a bit of a wild card. Yeah, okay. I'll go with Whitfield. He's just going to give it to Green, let's be honest. Yeah, true. Yeah, regardless of what he does. Green can have like 14 positions and a goal and says his leadership. <laughs> um, true, true. I don't know, to be honest. I think it, how, how about if Harry Himmelberg just goes crazy, he holds off, you know, no. let's say... I'm always saying uh, no. Uh, fair enough. It's, right. It just seems so unlikely. <laughs> Who's won, who won the Norm Smith, so Petrarca, before that? My memory is bad, bro. I can't remember who won the last five flags. Just same for <laughs> so, last, so last year, Isaac Smith, Smith. year before, um, oh, I'm pretty sure someone stole it from uh, Fridge. It must have been that Petrarca. That was Petrarca. Um, go further than that. Who won I don't it? Remember. West Coast. West Coast. Oh, no, that's probably a that's, few more years before that. That's 2018, bro. That's probably a few more years before that. Anyway, none of us clue. You know, well, what I'm yeah. saying is <laughs> I, I don't, I don't it's remember. It's typically a halfback or a midfielder that gets a lot of the ball. Lockie Ash, maybe. No way, bro. <laughs> That's an interesting one, but... It's fun, but it's... Uh, it's hard for the Giants. It's All right, let's just say maybe a Whitfield, probably. Yeah. Um, okay, what about the Pies? The Pies, uh, the obvious pick is obviously Dacos, but a cool one would be Pendlebury, winding back the clock. That'd be cool. Still relying on his, you know, high, yeah. you know, disposal games and his great use of the footy. That'd be really cool. Maybe a Josh Dacos gets it instead. Ooh, that'd be nice. Yeah, so then he gets here. He properly has one over his brother there if he yeah. wins a norm. I mean, Dugowie could win it. I mean, Darcy Moore could win it. Mm. Um, even, even like a like a crazy like a Bobby Hill if he kicks like four goals or something. Or Jamie Elliott, these types could win it. Yeah, as well. Interesting. And then, <clears throat> excuse me. Obviously, Brisbane as well. We'll mm. exclude Neil. Dunkley. Dunkley. They 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 probably have the most variance because they got so many damaging small forwards. Yeah. Any of them has a day out, they can win. Any of their midfielders have a day out. I, I'm going to go with McLuggage because I reckon he's been elite. You love McLuggage, right? He's so good. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Bailey. He's. Really, uh, I want to say Bailey, but you guys, <laughs> you know don't, you guys don't like it when I talk about Bailey. No, I'll, I'll go Bailey. No, I'll go Bailey. He's, he's great, man. What if he has like, you know, he pinch hits, gets 25 disposals and three or four goals, man. It's oh, his. He's a gun, man. Mm. The thing about Bailey, he doesn't look quick. He doesn't look quick. Yeah, that, it, but he's so fast. <laughs> I, just, so I love fun. seeing George like get it hyped about certain players. Yeah. Bailey's one of those dudes that properly gets you going. Like the excitement in your eyes. You're Carlton like, needs Bailey. So, you know. Carlton needs Bailey, bro. Oh, man. What do they need to do to get this kid? That'd be mm. nuts. Yeah. All right. All right. I got I one good. little tiny little segment, but I, to be honest with you, I don't even. I wrote these. I wrote these questions ages ago. So I, I think I think they kind of they kind of suck. <laughs> Actually, you know what? The I've, question you wrote us longer. Who's gonna win? Round 20. Give me a sec. I <laughs> one sec, one sec, one sec. But like, I don't know. I wrote these I wrote these in Greece. So my, I was probably like, you know, chilling on the beach thinking, oh, that's kind of cool. Probably isn't cool. Um, have, you, have you looked at the questions? Yeah. One, give me yeah, one sec. One sec. <laughs> one sec. No, because did I send that? To my, yeah, I did send it. Here we go. So, so it's like a bit of a would you rather AFL edition. And so for this upcoming draft, would you rather have pick one? Or pick two and three. And this is a bit of a real life scenario. Two and three. Fair enough. I think I learned that last year, how good that can be. She's a ward law. If you nail it, mm. two is better than one. I, I agree. Fair Especially enough. for Carlton's perspective. We don't really need... I mean, you can always use a Harley Reid, right? But we'd probably like to go and get two superstars that you can fit different roles and, mm. and progress while the team's still good. Mm. Watson and yeah, get a Watson and a midfielder. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so here's here's one that 
you made me think about it, Georgie, because when you said, oh, if Cripps gets it, he becomes a legend, right? So would you rather your team win two premierships or your team wins one and your favorite player gets two Brownlows and a Norm Smith? No, nah, two premierships. Premierships every day. I kind of get it because like you, you, you want to reinforce. You feel like your team's won when your player gets those accolades, but mm. no, nah, two premierships for sure. Mm. Yeah, no, nah, fair enough. I was just kind of thinking of it like because if LDU all of a sudden had two Brownlows, how sick would that be? Like I'd love that, but it it's would probably be. it wouldn't outweigh the premierships no, to be you, honest with you. No. All right, so how about finish ninth or you finish in the top four, but you get knocked out in straight sets? Oh, that's the best question yet. Yeah, that is actually a good question because it's like, do you think draft pick or do you value finals experience or what's you know? It's kind of. Well, I you think you got to know where your team's at, right? So, for example, for Carlton. Obviously, taking that next step this year, getting into the finals, winning a couple of finals, sets him up for future mm. years, right? Whether as opposed to not knowing. So I think I think you go top four. Well, what we're basically asking in the context of the season is: Would you rather be Adelaide or Port Adelaide? <laughs> yeah, true. I true. think Adelaide fans are pretty happy right now. <laughs> to be honest with you, I, I, look, they'd feel robbed, but they'd feel good going into next season for sure. Yeah, like Port. Oh. Mm. I think the finals, like being there, being at the game. I think it makes a difference. It man. does make a difference, yeah. I, I would rather make top four and yeah. get swept than just not play finals. As embarrassing as it is. But, but it's, yeah. yeah, it's a horrible feeling. Yeah. All right. How about elite kicking skills and below average pace or elite pace but below average kicking skills? No, definitely the kicking skills. Penderbury is the slowest player in the field. He's made a whole career out of being elite in decision-making and kicking. Yeah, fair enough. But you, you don't need to be fast if you can kick the ball. Sam Mitchell. The ball moves faster than any player could, but those truly quick players change games. Mm. I still would rather have a skillful team though. Yeah, yeah, understand. fair enough. I think you'd have to strike the balance, mm. but in saying that, like if I could pick as a player which one I am, I'd rather be the good kick because then you're the guy who's like kind of overseeing. But uh, here's one thing though. How about your boy? The guy who, the, the scapegoat who can't kick. Oh no, who can kick, but that's all he can do. Who's that dude? O'Brien. O'Brien. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, look, he can kick, right? But he's he, he doesn't he's not a footballer. Oh, so he's not tough enough. Mm. So it's not just about once one asset. Your your other assets, you still have to be tough. You still have to be able to um well actually O'Brien's a funny one because he doesn't necessarily have a lot of like he's a good runner, he's a good kick, and he's not slow. So he doesn't even fit that category, really, does he? So why he shit, I don't know. Mm. I even forgot that guy existed, man. Mm. No, no, he's, 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 he's delisted. Yeah, this man is delisted. <laughs> Absolutely, he is. But anyway, that's all I got for nice, that. Nice, yeah, one. good questions, man. Yeah, all good. Um, awesome. Well, I think, look, what an exciting week we've got prelims, man. Two teams are going to be in the granny. That's just wild. Yeah, and it's not really that obvious who it's going to be. Mm. Not as much as it has been in recent years. No. So mm. let's well, just okay. sit back, enjoy. George, good luck. Thank you. I hope just for my own personal viewing experience calling uh yeah it's calling with carlton like i said but um yeah i wish you well matter have a good week thanks bro <laughs> you too fam <laughs> i guess well yeah we'll be back and we're gonna have a lot to talk about next week Grand Mate, final if carlton wins bro i'm not going coming on the podcast i don't you, they don't need to even uh, the, the fans know what i think right if i mm. if carlton and i've already said it, if carlton wins this prelim, they're winning the grand final no matter who they've placed. So effectively, I've done my job as a podcaster now. <laughs> you know what the... Okay, if we win, you know I'll see you after the grand final. 
Done. Love the confidence, man. All right. Thanks, everyone, for watching again. Just yeah, be sure to like, sub, and all that stuff, and we'll catch you next week. Thank See you. you. Bye.